Hey, everybody. So we're here with the first show of our, you know, we've talked about a lot about how we're going to be expanding Seeing the Elite to do more fun stuff and crazy stuff. So today is the first episode of Seeing the G4. Uh, so STG4. And I'm here with my, my co-host for this segment and probably long running series of absolute insanity um alejandro how's it going buddy uh good morning how's it going man it's not too bad today um it's been a long time coming this podcast of sorts as we've uh, yeah <laughs> kind of talked about this before it, it, yeah it really has you know it, it's what happens when you have two add fuckers sitting together it's like hey we should do a podcast now we'll get to it eventually um you know so this is Really, this is going to be all over the fucking place. Worse than like uh, the the STE shows that we've been doing because we're going to talk about literally everything. Um, we're going to keep it probably close to an hour, like like we've been doing. But you know, we got a we got a lot of stuff to talk about today as as the inaugural show. Um, and I know you had a question that you had from our our writing category that you wanted to answer specifically. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you so you can tell me all about your first wrestling experience what got you into wrestling okay so what truly got me into wrestling strangely enough was to say the truth i think it was lucha underground that got me into it that was the first thing that really got me into it um i just happened to see it on netflix and it was there and i was like all right let me give this a shot robert rodriguez signs off on this i like robert rodriguez let's go watch the first few episodes immediately like but, but i liked it i yeah. felt it like it was i'm like all right i like the energy here i like what we're doing this is very distilled well really what really worked for it though was the commentary for me it was vampiro and matt striker and those two there as the combo were incredible for a new person because striker being a teacher in the past <laughs> really worked for it like it really worked so that's what really brought me into this world was Lucha Underground. It's not WWE. It wasn't WCW. Like I was aware of those things, but I was the kid who was like, that shit's fake. Why would I watch that? <laughs> but as a 25 year old man, when I discovered the magic of Lucha Underground, I went, Oh shit, this is fake. I like this. <laughs> and here we are. There's yeah. They're offering $10,000 on, you know, this, you know, it seems legit. Let's do this. Um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. That That's, you know, Lucha Underground, like, you know, as many people know, I've been watching wrestling on and off and on my entire life. Yeah. But Lucha Underground is really what what brought me back into it because it was like, well, this is this shit's fucking wild. This and we're we're not even pretending that, that wrestling is fake at all. We're going you know deep dive. This shit's real. Um, and I think that you, I think you're right. That's really what sold me on the show as well because when you take it seriously, you have so much more fun. Um. And just the bullshit and silliness that they did on Lucha Underground, especially with Johnny Mundo, yeah. who is he fucking lives the gimmick anyways. So it's not really a stretch for him just to, to the, you know, you come through times like, OK, here's your lines. And by the way, this just go straight with it. Don't laugh. Don't break. Just go with it. And it worked. Yeah, that made it work. And just the fact that it was a TV show and not a wrestling show, per se, it was a TV show first with, you know, scenes, writing, scripts and everything not behind the scenes and things like you see in WWE where it's behind the scenes promos and shit like that. But this was a show. This was a story that they were telling and weaving in Lucha history as it was as well that, you know, if you, if you weren't aware of it, you were kind of also getting a history lesson at the same time, even though it was depending on whose perspective you were coming from, it could have been true or not <laughs> with your feud between your constant feuds between Vampiro and Conan. So but fair fair yeah. it was still a joy it, yeah it, it really was and i i agree with you man striker and vampiro's commentary was a lot of fun especially the 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 first two seasons the last season you know the one that we don't talk about they they had kind of lost a little bit of it because um you could really tell like the first three seasons they were just told okay here's the matches we're doing tonight just roll with it and then that last season is like here are your talking points blah 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 and it made a big difference. Yeah. I mean, um, I never even watched the fourth season, yeah. if I'm being honest. I never did watch it. 
<laughs> it doesn't exist in my head. I never watched it. Yeah, let's just roll with that. Yeah, it had you know wonderful show three seasons. It was great. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I guess we should talk talk a little bit about why we we're calling the show what we are. <laughs> um. So for anybody that isn't aware, the the gaming television network G four. Um. It it kind of shaped both of us. Um. You know when we were growing up. And then uh, last year, or it was, I guess it was a year before, towards the end of the year, they they revived the network on on Twitch and on, sort of on tel- on terrestrial television, but not really. And man, we 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 were in, we were all in, we were we bonded over this very stupid television network, it was. and it's so, you look back at it, and there's some of the segments that they did on on Attack of the Show is like. I don't know how you got away with this, but clearly it's because no one was watching. Um, but yeah, man, I I I loved new G four. I loved old G four. I think you feel the same way, don't I mean, you? To quote Kevin, we're always about to get canceled. We're always it's on true. the verge of getting canceled, and you know, <laughs> it turned out to be true. But yeah, it, I loved it. It really was. It really wasn't a good attack of the show if there was not. I was like, okay, we're getting canceled now. <laughs> But it was true magic there with a lot of those folks at that with the, at the reinvention of G four, just all that crew with Austin Creed with Austin Creed showing up too, bringing bringing his homies as well from you know WWE and then wrestling wrestling fans showing up and AEW guys showing up. Cole Slim Slarm Jarm Slarm Jarm. Yeah, that that first AEW episode that they did, like you could tell, like. We're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna go off the rails. Uh, how how deep do you guys want to go? You know, they brought da- fucking Danhausen in, and this is one of the few times I've actually seen him fully break and just laugh his ass off while trying to stay in character. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's still all up on YouTube. You should definitely go go check these old episodes out. Um, be prepared for insanity, though. Like, there's no no guardrails. Guardrails are gone. I mean, it's an internet first show. They didn't. They didn't care about the ratings. They didn't care about who they were gonna. Um, I mean, they didn't care a little bit about who they would offend, but not entirely so much. Uh, I think they cared a little bit until they found that guy, the Detroit urban self defense guy, and then they was like, "No, nah, fuck this. It's over. We're we're going we're going de- deep on this guy who thought it was they were also making videos when they were in fact making fun of him." Um, yeah, man, that, so that's kind of what we wanted to bring to the table for this show is just silly shit like that. Um, you know, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. I think the, the biggest thing on our minds right now is formula one though, because season starts Thursday or Friday. It's going to be, it's a lot, a lot of changes this year. Um, last year we had a lot of changes as well, but that was more about the cars this year. It's been, um, Pers- I, I team principal and driver merry-go-rounds the grid has shaken up it is a shaken up grid for sure um yeah like badger and i yeah, were talking man. last night in the chat um we're not sure who is going to be the bottom of the barrel yet we have some ideas but we're not sure because it's just the quality is at a new baseline and we don't know who's actually that bad yet <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can just go ahead and say it's going to be Williams. I mean, we're, um, about, we're just talking about drivers individually. <laughs> we were we were speaking in the terms of who's going to be the next Latifi or Mickelson. Ooh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's a well, I think for our first race, it's looking like it's going to be Drogovic because I don't think old Lancey boy is going to make oh, it out. Yeah, I mean, oh. that's not that's, that's not fair. It's it's really not. Uh, and. For for you know background, uh, one of the drivers, uh, Lance Stroll, he's the son of the owner of um, the Aston Martin team. Decided last week, I guess it was last week, yeah, uh, to go biking for either training or something or just fucking around and broke both of his wrists. Uh, you know, Reddit, you you cannot make this shit up. Uh, Reddit was going wild, like, oh my god, it actually happened. <laughs> Um, so they, you know, they had to bring in their reserve driver. I actually saw a rumor that I was really hoping would happen was that they were going to bring, uh, Vettel back. And I was like, Oh dude, do it. Yeah, That was the rumor I saw too. And I was really hoping that'd be the case, but not going to happen. 
Alas, yeah. Um, but man, we got a we got a bunch of rookies this year. Yes, we got a lot of a lot of rookie drivers, a lot of rookie team principals. Like it's it's going to be a wild first couple of weeks with all of these changes because um, I know like our favorite driver isn't on the grid officially anymore, unfortunately. Um, no, but I don't know if you saw. Allegedly, there's rumors that if Checo doesn't perform, he can get cut and Rick can take a spot. Which is a thing, I'm, apparently. Mm, I've, I've never wished, really wished bad on anyone in my don't life. Don't wish bad on Checo, okay? But I'm kind I'm not, I don't want to wish bad on him, but I'm kind of hoping he gets like <laughs> punctures every race. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't want him to wreck or anything, but you know, just something, you know, the engine dies, whatever. I, I want Danny Rick back on the grid. Um, and that, that's, it's, it's other rumor I heard is like they're trying to pull Lando Norris from McLaren because everything I've seen about the McLarens from the what what is it the practice sessions to this from weekend has, yeah yeah testing man that car is just dog shit and I mean Lando allegedly it, punched a wall <laughs> yeah Lando punched a wall which is odd for the like he's got to be like the calmest dude I've ever seen at twenty two. I was not that calm at 22. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I know that that I know McLaren's got a lot of troubles right now. They they've had you know Andre and Andreas Seidel leave to go to Audi, which so he's basically walking away to build the gr- build the team from the ground up, yeah. which sucks for them because that's pretty much been their technical guy for what ten years now or some shit. Um. So they they got they and they had to start over on the car three months ago, which is wild. So I don't know, man. I was watching some of the, uh, the highlights from practice, and the fucking Aston Martins are coming through in second place. Like, what the fuck is this? Really? Yeah. I mean, it is still preseason testing, so not everybody's busting out all their tricks yet. But that is but weird. Still, and I don't want to <laughs> deal with an Otmar who's fucking. Um, just always going to be obnoxious and arrogant this whole season. But back to the whole Red Bull thing, though. I did get to the bit in episode three where Caitlyn Jenner was trolling Christian Horner, and that was incredible. <laughs> I might not be the biggest Caitlyn Jenner fan, but that was amazing. That one, that one was pretty good. Yeah, um, I think so. I, Chief Antonio and I, we I think we watched five or six episodes now. I think it may have been the second or third episode uh, of Drive to Survive season five. For anybody that wants to at home that wants to watch, you should. It's God, it's good. Uh, Formula or Netflix didn't have to do anything this year. Formula One handed them all the drama on a silver platter. Um, but man, you could tell the, those executives at Netflix were just sitting there salivating when Tom Cruise was at Silverstone, and they had all of that footage just conveniently there to spice up everything, even though. Tom Cruise is such a fucking moron. <laughs> and oh man, it really highlighted how short he was standing next to the Formula One drivers, too. <laughs> yeah, he is a he is a short dude. I haven't I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm almost there. I just I just had to stop episode three, but that was yeah, great. That it's was great. A, <laughs> it was it's good shit, man. Uh you can tell they really went balls to the wall for the Miami race last year. And they are really going to go balls to the wall for Vegas this year. Yes. Um, even though none of us can afford to go, sadly. Uh, you know, you, you got to get on the black market, sell a kidney to get a ticket to that race. You got to sell both your You need to sell both of your kidneys for that. Both kidneys and maybe a testicle. Yeah. <laughs> testicles rise up. <laughs> yeah. Testicles rise up. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Formula One this year is going to be odd. I'm, I was looking at the schedule. I'm not really fond of the early parts of the schedule because it feels like we're taking a lot of breaks at the beginning. Are we? Yeah, like so we got we got Bahrain, the first race of the season next week, and then we take two weeks off before we go to Saudi Arabia, which weird. Yeah, you're okay. two miles away, whatever. And then two weeks off before Australia. Like that one, okay, that makes sense. Get that. You know, time changes and all that shit. 
But then we take almost a month off before the fourth race oh, wow. for Baku. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing. And, this, okay, I'm, I'm like I'm looking at the schedule now. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we have like t- yeah, got a back to back. Which God, I feel bad for those drivers coming from Azerbaijan to Miami. That's a time change. And the crew. Jeez. Yeah. So they're gonna have to have. That's gonna be crew one and crew two on that. There's no way you can actually freight ship all the stuff. Yeah. Um, then we got another two week break before a triple header Imola, and yeah, triple header weekend for Ital- uh Imola, Monaco, and, and Spain and Barcelona. Man, that's gonna be fun. You know, you got the dud in the middle, but it'll be okay. <laughs> what do you mean? That is the premier race for F one Monaco. Sure, sure. Uh, I did. I mean, Chief Intern and I were talking about this. If we if we ever won the lottery. I, I would I would pay out the out the nose to go to Monaco once. Just I don't give a shit about the race, but I want to see the spectacle. Yeah. Um. But other than that, like to be twenty three races, which is the lar- longest calendar that we've ever done, it's very spread out. And I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of and some of the choices that they've made of how they've s- sprinkled the races in make no goddamn sense. But they never do. Um. But, you know, such is life. Like, going from uh, Japan to Qatar to Texas. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Spain to Canada to Austria. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure if the race directors actually know what the globe looks like, but Canada is not in Europe, guys. It is for, um, for one. It is for F1. That's true. So, you know, that's going to be a, a fun part of the year as we're going to be talking about. Um, and we are doing fantasy gonna, for that. We are doing fantasy. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Chief Intern is fully bought in on this and is said she's going to beat our asses. I don't believe her, but, you know, we're, we're on. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Um, this will be a first one. So, you know, we have a... Like, September is going to be rough on us because we're going to be bouncing back back and forth between Formula One fantasy and fantasy football for our, you know, our third year. Um, sadly, this year we will have an open space, uh, you know, for the guy, Phil, for, for my dad. But, you know, so if anybody wants to jump in, got big shoes to fill, you know, literally. Um, but you know, fantasy football has been a lot of fun. We've had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun with that this year. Um, coming in, I think. Did we decide next week or the following week? Sometime soon, we're going to be doing our our fire ass bowl. I think that's next week. And then I think yeah. like you should also announce that you know we decided that we're going to name the championship game the Big Slam Bowl for our fantasy yep. league after, after, after Dad. After your dad. Um, yep, I'm very excited that about that. He would be so over the moon happy about that even though he would have never made it to that game because he kept picking the goddamn Falcons. <laughs> and then we also decided to name the, tr- the belt after your dad as well, and we're going to call it the Jeff, as inspired by uh, our good friend um, Smokehausen, the grandpa. Uh, and, you know, man, I appreciate that so much, you guys. It really it means the world to me that you guys you know wanted to do that because dad... Never got really big into talking to the whole group, but God, he loved te- texting me. He's like, who am I playing this week? And I was like, you don't know him, Dad, but this is who you're playing. He's like, okay, I'm going to beat that ass. So like, no, you're not, but okay. <laughs> it was great to have him uh, around just to even just to, just to troll you two with him about it. You know, it was fun. Oh, yeah, especially on draft nights because all of you guys would just pile on me. He's like, your dad's a fucker right now. He just took my pick and like... I can't do anything about this, guys. I'm I'm doing damage control to keep him from picking the entire Falcons roster. Okay, if he picked your guy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sabotaging. Thank you. Yeah, but man, that, yeah, fantasy is gonna be fun this year. We're gonna be talking. We'll be talking a lot about fantasy and maybe bringing on some of our other guys in the league for some guest spots for some shit talking. Um. Because we need Omega to, to to deliver some rants for us. Because <laughs> wow, those were amazing. I have never laughed so hard as when he went off on draft night. Because one of the uh, I can't even remember what happened, but somebody took his player like three times in a row, 
and we're on Discord, you know, voice chat, laughing our asses off because he was ranting. It was about three minutes of just pure ranting. I was so so thrilled. Um, so yeah, man, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We got that coming up. Um, you know, I people at home can't see it, but in your background, you have your your stack of of gunpla there. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna be talking a lot about gunpla. We're talking a lot about Legos. Um. Because you're a bastard and keep sending me all of the deals that keep happening that I am intentionally trying to ignore. And, you know, started on Fridays like, hey, dude, check this one out. This is a Master Grade kit you don't have, and it's on sale that I ended up getting for like $20, which was great. But now I got to get the other three of them because you can't just have one. It just looks wrong. Obviously. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sorry, but, you know. No, never. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Yeah. This is why I keep sending you all the premium Bandai notifications as they pop up. Is payback's a bitch. Yeah, but I'm broker, so I can yeah, I can I can turn I can handle a little bit better, thankfully. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> does does make it a lot easier. Yeah. But so buddy, um, what have you been watching lately? Um What have well Drive to Survive's been the big one. Um the fuck have I been watching? Watch a lot of Bob's Burgers. I really enjoy Bob's Burgers. I've I've been rewatching the series. Like you can tell, the quality does dip towards the newer seasons, but it's still good. Um, I really need to get back into my anime. You and Badger told me one that I needed to watch that is high on my list. I think uh, Bochi. I think it's called. I haven't watched Bochi the Rock yet, but Badger does say it's pretty good. But I mean, you still need to watch Witch from Mercury. That's still on your list. Yeah, which from Merc because I've already bought a couple kits from it. Um, I watched the prologue on YouTube. I need to go back and watch the prologue again because I've forgotten. Um, uh, the clips I've seen of it, the animation is absolutely gorgeous. I know you've been telling me the story is off the wall, amazing. So yeah, been looking forward to that. Just gotta find the time in the ADD to calm down so I can watch a subtitled show. Yeah, well, I get that. And then also. I want to hear your thoughts now that you've had time with The Office. So I think I'm I kind of fell off a little bit because I got I got to almost to the point where um, Steve Carell is leaving and that there it's very clear they're building to that in the season that I was on. That's kind of where I was like, eh, if he's leaving, he was a big driving point. I know I need to watch the extra seasons after that. But overall, man, I really enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. And I, it really does make a difference being in the workplace and seeing these things. And then just like, oh, God, this is all the people I work with. I'm I'm horrified right now. Um, Dwight cracks me up quite a bit. Uh, Kevin remains to be my favorite character and always will be because he's amazing. Um, wasn't super sold on Jim and Pam. Um, I. You know, it just kind of felt too a little too forced. Um, I think to be honest with you, I I like Angela and Dwight better as a couple because they are equally crazy, but in their own way. Um, and I can honestly say that Mindy Kaling's character has not aged well at all. No, no, it and not. it's gotten worse like the past month or two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I don't disagree there. Yeah, and I agree with you with the Pam and Jim situation. Like, even in hindsight, like even uh, what's uh, Jenna Fisher, the actress who plays Pam, it's just like Pam could have made some better choices along the line. Like, and stood up, stood up for herself a little bit more, and doesn't always feel that Jim did treat her the best along the treat her the best. And you'll see if you end up finishing the show, like what she means by that, because it does take mm-hmm. some turns there in terms of the relationship, but. There are some gold moments after Michael leaves, and my favorite bits are when um, who is oh, Robert California shows up, who's played by James Spader, and that is a treasure. I mean, that's that's just a wonderful name to start. <laughs> yes, with. Robert California played by James Spader, <laughs> and that is worth watching. But I do, but it, the quality does that for sure. I don't disagree there, and you're right about the Mindy Kaling stuff. Yeah, man, especially those first like three seasons, like, oof. It's rough. Um, and it, you know, more so with like the 
if you look at it in a bubble, it's fine. But as you look, watch more and more of like, especially the stuff with um, Velma coming out now, it's like, yeah, you, you've done the same character for twenty plus years now, and this hasn't, this isn't aging well. But it is what it is. Could be worse. Could be, you know, what's his face on um, House of Cards? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, other uh, like. I've been haven't been watching too much. I need obviously we talked a little bit about on the main show that you know Chief Intern and I we decided to watch Fifty Shades for our our Valentine's Day, and let me tell you, man, that's a movie that also did not age well. <laughs> um, we're we're sitting there and we're we're watching it, and you know, it's been I know Chief Intern she's read the books and stuff, and she's read the books from the other perspective that they've written recently. And that's kind of what drove this on is that she wanted to rewatch it. And like, you, you start sitting there and watching it is like, okay, number one, this is not a BDSM relationship. You guys are, you're, you're kidding yourselves. This is so light. It's not funny. Like, come on, stop pretending. And then you, you start getting into is like, okay, Christian gray is, doesn't respect anything. And is kind of just a sadist. Um, but like the biggest thing that came out of my mind is like he, you know, they have those those the quote BDSM scenes, and you're watching it, and it's like, okay, there's no aftercare here. You can't just beat the shit out of somebody and then leave them. That's that's not okay. So that's been fun. Um, but more is just I don't know what's kind of gotten into Chief Intern, but she's gone full down the the smutty book line the court of roses man reading... court of thorns and roses or whatever it's called sarah j mass akatar Ac- <laughs> yes i have learned all about this because chief intern devoured those books in like two weeks the whole series and then she's telling me like okay you need to read this one you're just like yeah read these books i'm like okay and she's like oh you're gonna hate the first two but the third one is just straight porno and i'm like i mean okay that's good but if I got to sit through two books, I'm going to hate first. I could, you know, just pull up Pornhub. It's fine. Um, so, you know, fun shit like that. That's, you know, the, the brilliance of being in a relationship where you're just sitting there and I, you know, I'm sitting over here reading my Brandon Sanderson, you know, tomes. You can't call those books anymore. They're just tomes. If you can beat someone to death with a book, it's not a book anymore. Um, and then she's sitting over here. like, Oh my God, you need to read this. And I, you know, I read a couple pages and then I'm like, you put this out of the young adult section, sweetheart. I don't think it needs to be in there. Oh, so it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's been fun. Um, let's see what else we got. Movie-wise, you seen, you seen any good movies lately? Uh, yeah. Um, last week I watched the Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Stupidest title of a movie. Oh, it is. And that's just the beginning of it. Um. Would you like spoilers or not? Because <laughs> it is a uh, trick. Well, let's let's put a, a quick pause here. Okay, spoil away. All right. So this movie is quite possibly the dumbest Dragon Ball movie I've ever seen, but in the best way possible. I mean, that's a that's a statement. Oh, it, right it is. I've, I've seen a lot of Dragon Ball. <laughs> this opens up with a recap of what the Red Ribbon Army is. Just gives you the whole rundown. Okay. And then you realize that Dr. Jaro somehow had a child, and then that person had a child named Dr. Hedo. H-E-D-O. Okay, that's, that is not what I heard. Thank you for spelling that. <laughs> I know. It is a hard word. Dr. Hedo or Hedo. And he likes to make androids. He's a little bit of ins- a little bit insane. And in then he gets hired by the guy who's taken over the Red Ribbon Army to make androids for him. And then also bring back a cell. We all remember okay. cell. <laughs> and that was not fun. No. No. And so, of course... What was... What was supposed to be the actual end of Dragon Ball Z. Yes, and then somehow Majin Buu happened, and here we are. Uh, money talks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then so as we continue with this movie, it was just fucking bonkers. Um, we open back, we then cut to Piccolo being a dad yet again. Not to Gohan, but to Gohan's daughter, Pan. 
He's out there training with Pan, who's three years old at this point. Where's Gohan? Studying and working on his papers for for school, because he's an academic. So Goku abandons his son for training, for fighting. Gohan abandons his daughter for academics at all points in time. That's that's at least more respectable. (laughs) More respectable. I mean, he... He's providing for his family, so okay, not yo, I'm bored. I want to go to some planet so I can stand under seventy percent extra gravity. Yeah, but he's writing a research paper, so really how much money is there in that? He <laughs> You forget. That's fair. You forget his father in law yeah, is fair. Mr. Satan. They what one of the richest people on the planet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're you I you you got me. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially this movie treats Piccolo like a nanny at this point. Piccolo is just a nanny for Pan, and it's fantastic. And then, of course, Gohan, and then of course Goku and Vegeta are off with Whis and Beerus off training, so they're not on Earth. And then we discover that there's just batshit androids out there now that are going out, that are trained to be quote-unquote superheroes and are told that the Z-Fighters are the bad guys on the planet Earth, and that Bulma is the head of a giant conspiracy. Okay. Like I said, it's dumb in the best way possible as we continue on. So then we learn that Piccolo is the first target and Piccolo's being, and Piccolo gets attacked and he makes it away. And then we discover. Okay. So yeah, Piccolo gets attacked. And, that, and then what happens there after that? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. ADHD kicked in. Kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Just the best part about the. I'm going to skip to the best part about this movie is that we end up having a kaiju fight between a giant cell and a giant Piccolo. See when you. When we were talking and you, you told me about this this kaiju fight, I was just like, okay, so who went monkey? Because that's that's Dragon Ball. Uh, giant Cell and Giant Piccolo makes it better. Yes. Um, can you Google Orange Piccolo for me, please? Oh, boy. Is this like blue? <laughs> it is the next form right. for Piccolo. Basically, what happens is Pic- they gather the Dragon Balls. <laughs> And Piccolo wishes to become stronger. And Shenlong goes, all right, sure, I can make you stronger. And then he goes, I also added a little bit of extra power there for you. You'll see later on. And that's the orange Piccolo bit. (laughs) And truth be told, I didn't even see the color change at first because of my colorblind ass. So so when they finally said it out loud, it was when I realized it, he actually changed color. I mean, I'm looking at these pictures. I don't really see the orange myself. I kind of see a lot of gold, but they, you know, Frieza took gold. You can't do that again. Yeah. I personally, I would, you know, increase some contrast of this. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, orange Piccolo. It's the creativity is there, but then we also have a new Gohan transformation as well. Oh my! This. How are they coming up with stupider names? You mean Beast Gohan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mm, I don't understand. I mean, we already had Super Saiyan Blue Super or Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. It's like I know this is not. If this is Akira Toriyama making these names up, then I'm I'm sad because he was really good at it for so long. But man, okay. yeah, it made no sense, and I don't even know. It doesn't make sense to why they had to give him a beast transformation. Like, why couldn't he just go into, like, Super Saiyan God mode either? But is it because he's not a pureblood? I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I think that's what it is. And this is, like, as close as they can get to Ultra Instinct. Because he, if you look at the picture, he looks like it's Ultra Instinct yeah. with the silver hair. It's also it's like, oh, we got to give him a new name because why not? Okay. But okay. the fights in this movie are great. Um, for some reason, we s- split off onto the other planet just so we can watch Vegeta and Go- Goku fight as well. Sure. And yeah, we finally get a fight that Vegeta beats Goku in. And we put that in the movie? Yes. Really, guys? Yes. Okay. Which was amazing. It was because... Essentially what happens there is that Vegeta is training in his mentally, he's mentally training to become more like Jiren. Mm-hmm. And Goku is just always physically training. Goku's like, Vegeta, 
why are you only mentally training? Vegeta's like, don't you have a brain? If you train your no. brain, you can get better. And Whis is like, whoosh. And then Whis is like, look at that. Vegeta gets it. It's like it forever, but he gets it now. And so they, yeah. So they have a fight to prove to see if Vegeta's actually learned, and somehow Vegeta wins. Okay, I can get behind that because you know I I love Goku to death, but the man's dumb as a brick, and it shows. Uh, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. I was reading this this lit. You know, every once in a while you fall down that rabbit hole, and you end up reading like one of those tier list like clickbaity articles and you hate yourself while you're reading yeah. it but you're going through it and it was like 10 best uh parents in anime and vegeta and balma were top of the list and it's like yeah i get that. i agree i'm with I you agree. yeah he's like you know vegeta took time to you know he was he took time it grew as a character and while he is that you know the gruff anti-hero guy you know, you can tell even by the brief parts in the animation, like he really cares for those kids and wants to be a good dad for them. Whereas Goku is really just all in of like, if you're not fighting, then what are we doing? And Chi Chi is crazy, like like scary crazy. Um, yeah, man, I, I I'm looking forward to this movie. I know, it, like, I know we have it on Plex, but this is going to be a this is a treat, and I'm really kind of excited for it. It is a fun one. Uh, Truly, it is. It is. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I enjoy it. I mean, it also stays making fun of Krillin too for being the weak, for being the strongest <laughs> human, but it's, it's still not mattering at all. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's worth a watch, man. Give it a watch when you get it, when you get a chance. Try to be a little uh, not sober for it. It makes the experience more fun. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, we're we're definitely yeah. I, I'm with you. Oh man, that's that's gonna be a fun one. I, I look forward to that. I'll have to I'll have to watch that before we do an, another one of these. Um, because we we gotta talk about yeah. it. Um, and for the record, for anybody out there listening, the the STG four episodes are gonna be super random when they come out. You might get two in a week. You might get one in three months from now. We don't know. It just kind of depends. Um, we're going to try and be consistent, but like, like we said, it's a top when you have two ADHD guys putting together, it's like making a schedule is impossible. Yeah. That and finding a rhythm. So this sounds really messy today. I do apologize. This is my first time recording a podcast of any kind. So here we are. <laughs> uh, that's fine. It's fine. You actually have your, your headset's actually doing a good job and you know, you don't have a giant air conditioning vent behind you that's making a screeching noise, which I did for two years. Fair. No, longer than that. So, you know, good shit there. Um, what kind of video games you've been playing, buddy? You've been playing anything? Uh, you know, my usual Fortnite, but I gave... What was I giving a try to the other day? I'm trying to think. I gave that Gundam SD Battle Alliance game a try on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, that, it's on Game Pass. I'm so glad I didn't buy that. And that's been fun. How... It's it's basically like a it's a tactics game, right? No, actually, it's more of like a it's almost like a Muso game, and it's it's almost like a Muso game or like a Lego Star Wars game, kind of. But it's 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 okay. very much a, a character it's a character action game where you have like buddies with you and with like RPG elements thrown in because you're raising stats too. So like right now, you just open up with like a Zaku and a GM, not a GM, a gun tank, and the gun cannon as like your two support units. And you just keep on unlocking more mobile suits as you go through the storyline. And the ba- the whole thing is just you're part of this interdimensional balancing force because the timelines are crossing over. You're trying to fix like breaks in the cross in the, in the timeline, basically. Okay. So in the, okay. the first mission. You're, it's the, it's the bit where, um, Rambaral and his goof, and his goof are attacking, you know, white base. But as Rambaral is about to attack the, the white base, he somehow disappears and then comes Barbados, replacing him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not an equal exchange. At it all. was not, but that is what <laughs> happened basically. So like, that's the level of chaos we're talking here. As you're go, as in the first couple of missions, you're pretty much jumping between each, like each different era. And getting the feel for each era as you're just kind of working your way through it. But 
I'm glad I didn't pay for it. It's a nice little like thing I can throw on that I can they don't have to think about too hard and just hack and slash away. And it has the music from the shows, so you can. It, it's very nostalgia. Ooh. Well, I mean that's a that's a a selling point enough for me is just having the music. Um, it's very similar to like well, you know one of our favorite podcasts that we both listen to, uh, Next Lander. They were talking about the new theater rhythm game, and it's like. Okay, I like rhythm games. I like Final Fantasy music. Let's do this. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, and I, I really need I need to play that. I, I just got to sit down and play that. So, yeah, I'm going to have to try this game out. It, especially being on Game Pass, that makes it a lot easier. Because I've I had it on my Steam wish list for a while now. But between the reviews and the price tag, it's like that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Cause it was like sixty bucks, and it, it hasn't gone on sale for less than forty. And like, I don't know about this. And it's my, it's probably doesn't work on the Steam Deck because I've heard conflicting things, which is always that's been my benchmark lately. Um, but you can always yeah, man, stream it to your to your Steam Deck. It's funny. I was actually just just configuring that before we <laughs> sat down to start recording again. Um, <laughs> uh, because. What exactly what I need is more games to not play, because um, you know Vampire Survivors, it's there. It just takes over your life. Yeah, the, that the bug did not catch me that yep. hard on Vampire Survivors, and I wish it did, but I'm also glad it did not. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're really not. <laughs> uh, and Vampire Survivors is one of those like you're you're sitting there. It's nine o'clock. You're trying to relax before you, you know, you go get into bed, and you say, "Oh yeah, I'll do a couple runs. It won't take that long." Because yeah, at most a run is thirty minutes, and you're not paying attention, and then boom, it's three a.m. and you're like, "What the fuck? I gotta go to bed." Shit, I haven't actually accomplished anything because I've done like a hundred ten minute runs because I can't ever get the 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 effects that I need. So, you know, fun shit like that. So I'm glad it didn't it didn't pull you in too hard. Yeah. Be be thankful for that. Yeah. It's 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 uh, good though. I like I like well, from what I played, I liked it. It's cool. I will throw it on every so often, but yeah, it's not it doesn't have the it doesn't have the hooks. That that's good though, because you know, you you've got other hobbies that 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 have the hooks, like all like our, our gunplay <laughs> and stuff. Um Although you are kind of being a bastard and you keep sending me all the 3D printing stuff that I, I don't need right now. I, I don't need a resin printer. I don't need it. Yes, you do. You can, you can, you can print I out keycaps and you can print out minis. I, you're, you're right. <laughs> so it's actually, it's funny. One of my guy, one of my friends that has, he has both printers, the resin printer and everything. And he printed out his first mini like last week. Because he's been printing keycaps because nerd. And he printed his first mini. And I was like, why did I pay so much money to Games Workshop for so many years? <laughs> and it's like, yep. Yep. And it's not that yep. expensive. You can get you can get a you can get a pretty decent like resin kit set, like printing set and like wash set for like seven hundred bucks. Oh shit, you don't even gotta spend that much. Oh man. yeah, you're not you're true, you're right. <laughs> I mean that that's a that's gonna get you a real good one, but yeah, it's like and what seven hundred dollars will get you like half of a a starter kit if you go through Games Workshop, an army, yeah, <laughs> maybe, um, yeah, man, that and I I really I, that's one of those things I've always wanted to get into it, but I'm I'm thankful I'm not. Um, well, we need to do those. We need to get Grandpa a three D printer because that's gonna change his life. Yeah, so what we're going to be working on that one. Uh pre be prepared. Be prepared. Um resin printer. Resin printer, yeah, it's coming. For me though, my my 3D printer, I've been having fun just just printing random shit and, you know, little boats. I actually found one from the a book series that I I've, I've been reading. It's called um Expeditionary Force. Uh if you like sci-fi books, definitely pick these up. The audiobooks are phenomenal. Um so they have a they have an AI that they fought an alien AI they find in the first book. And he's, they call him a beer can because it looks like a beer can. <laughs> and then toward some of the later books, he just develops a holographic persona so that he can go and, and terrorize people on their desks and stuff and bother them. 
So it's just like a little beer can uh, with a head and a Napoleon hat because he likes big hats. So uh, I'll show you you this because it won't, you know, we're not releasing the video of this, but I, I printed one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. The only thing is I hate this this filament that I bought. It's like, if you look on, on camera, it looks pretty good, but you can't see any definition because it's supposed to be silver, but it's actually just clear with glitter in it. Oh, oh okay. And... But you can't. You can clearly see the hat. The hat is important. Yeah, that's the most important part. Is the Napoleon hat? So you know he's a. So of you know he's a tiny dictator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dictator, world leader, trying to, you know, influence the world by through fantasy football, which is another reason why I think the the, the books are so funny, because <laughs> he is. There's an alien species in this this series of books that are absolutely obsessed with gambling. And it's kind of like to the point of like, Oh, I bet you can't eat three bowls of that kind of gambling. So fantasy football immediately scratches that itch. And that's how they act. They negotiated with um, humans is if you will provide us access to this fantasy football, as you call it, you can have whatever you want. So uh, the AI characters named Skippy. Uh, is all in on this and starts manipulating the fantasy football to fuck with them because they, you know, they attack the humans. So, you know, good shit like that. It's it's a very wholesome series. Um, not that anyone ever believes me when I say something's wholesome. Yeah, I don't believe you. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, What else have we got to talk about? We talk, Let's see, we hit G4, we hit wrestling, we hit video games, we hit movies, we hit Gunpla. I'm gonna, you even up to anything I'm gonna else? I'm going to touch on wrestling one more time, though, because I am going to a Absolutely. show tonight. I am going to my No Peace Underground that's, tonight. It's not a wrestling show. That This is a crime that's quali- called a wrestling show. I watched one. I know a lot of hardcore wrestling fans, and some of them are appalled. <laughs> are you going to watch tonight? No, because my trial expired. Oh, dang. <laughs> Uh, but you know, hit, hit, who's on the card tonight? What's hit me up with this let me, card? Let me pull it up. Right the last is the last one. I mean, I I bounced back and forth. There was a couple of matches on there that got super super boring because I had yeah. no idea who they were. But then you were there and texted me like, "Hey, flip it over, man. This is good." So I did. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's it was pretty interesting. I some of those guys have are you can tell are it's all it's a very indie show, but they're they're on the cusp of making it pretty big. Yeah. So let's see. Our championship match tonight, we have Atticus Kogar and John Wayne Murdoch, who are both deathmatch gods currently. Um, yeah, but isn't Atticus a, a shithead? No, Atticus is chill. He's actually a really good he, From my understanding and from what I've heard, he's actually a pretty good dude. <laughs> so not to break okay. kayfabe or anything, because he plays, he, he is a heel for the most part, but my understanding is that he's actually a pretty solid dude. Okay. Is I know some of the there's oh G Raver is the shithead that's right I think so yeah I, I there's a couple of guys out there that are some pretty big shitheads but I know Schlack gets some Schlack gets some crap because he kind of he still hangs out with some allegedly neo Nazis is my understanding or he was like in a neo Nazi band at one point or had some ties um, but he gets a lot of vouched by other guys of people of color in the in the industry um, let's see. We have a women's match between Sue Young and Kelsey Reagan, which should be fun. Sue Young dresses Ooh, up as that zombie bride all the time. Yeah, I like her a lot. She's pretty good. Uh, we ha- That'll be a fun one. Cole Radrick versus Alex Ocean. Alex Ocean is a lot of fun. Oh. He broke his I've, he broke his neck in a match once, and that was nuts. Cole Radrick is small. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, he broke his neck, and he's still oh. back at this again. No problem whatsoever. Um, let's see. We have a tag team match between the Hallowed and then Kit Osborne and Casanova Valentine. I'm going to watch Simon <laughs> okay. Grimm get murdered by Adam Priest, hopefully. Yeah, I wait, Simon Grimm. Is that bitch tits? Yeah, that's bitch tits. Yeah, he's going to get murdered. Yes. <laughs> uh, AJ Gray versus Dr. Redacted, which I'm pulling for AJ Gray there because I love AJ Gray. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's still that's a brilliant name. <laughs> actually, hold on. I'm gonna send you the link so you can actually see the pictures to it as I'm doing as I'm. <laughs> I love that Doctor Redacted. That's brilliant. Doctor Redacted. 
Uh, and then we also have Paro's Open Challenge for the Hallowed, which is a new stable that has shown up in this in the in the program. Okay. Okay. Paro's a big boy. Paro's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. That's he's a he's a he's a big old boy. He's like six six, I think. He's a big dude, and like, I mean, like, wide, a wide man. Yeah, yeah. Who is the uh? What was there was a what was it at the? Because Sam Sam Sarah's the one I watched. Yeah. That was the last one. There was a the scramble. Who was it? Was that jumped in the scramble that we were very surprised to see? Oh, Kylan King. Kylan King beat ass. Yeah, Kylan King is Kylan King is great. She is awesome. I love I loved her when she was you know doing dark matches, but she's so much fun to watch in death matches too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the best part of like the, la- the last event is a it, Joey Janela deathmatch god there, um, with uh, Jamie Senegal. Is that his new girlfriend? I don't know if they're dating, but probably likely he dates tends to date his partners. It's possible. Um, but versus the best bros, which is um, Mesa Ruga. Is it Ari Devari? I think so. I, I'm not sure who I'm not sure who her partner is. But some random dude yeah. that we are vaguely familiar with. But, you, you know, when you have tiny little Japanese woman in deathmatch and beating the shit out of Joey Janela and man, that's good shit because you don't really hear a lot about deathmatch wrestling in Japan other than the gods of deathmatch wrestling, like Onita. Yeah. And then you have, like I said, tiny Japanese woman hitting Joey Janela with a light tube. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm down for this. I, I think that might've been the first intergender deathmatch I've ever seen. Really? Well, they didn't do one on Lucha Underground. True. You're so not right. Yeah, yeah, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Although, a trio's death match with um, Son of Havoc, Evil East, and uh, Angelico against whoever would have been pretty awesome. But Evil East and Angelico would have broken their bodies somehow. Well, Evil East would have gotten that, pissed at somebody, and Helico would have jumped off something and died. At that point, it probably because he'd already jumped off all of the tall shit in the temple, so it had to be. Climb to the roof, hang down, and fall. Yeah, Aerostar style. But fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll throw Aerostar in there too, just for shits and giggles. You know, see who comes out with a spine match. That's the that's the match. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's Lucha Underground. We, we as we, we come back to Lucha Underground, the show that made me a fan of death matches. Hell of War, Hell of War all day long, sir. <laughs> I think I forced yeah. so many people to watch that match against their will. And I'm not mad about, and I'm not sad about it at all. Okay, so funny, funny story time. And uh, I know a lot of people have heard my story of t- what, having Chief Intern watch Hell of War, <laughs> and entirely accidental. Did not realize this was going to be that kind of match, and you know she almost swore off of wrestling at that point. Before that, during uh, during season one, the the first Grave Consequences match with uh, Mil Muertes and Phoenix. I had her watch part of that one, and she kind of stopped on that one when um, Muertes is licking the blood off of Phoenix's head. That that drew a line. <laughs> uh, thank God I was smart and didn't let her watch either of the Zero Miedo matches. Ooh, those were those were fun. Yeah, they were. You know, um, you know. Here's here's something I wish we could get. Give me the unedited recordings from Lucha Underground. Ooh. Do you think those exist somewhere? I guarantee they do. They have the footage somewhere, but even if it's not the entire seasons, but the Ultima Luchas give me those matches because like the Marty the Moth and Pentagon match, like we know that was edited to hell because they, they didn't have a choice. Yeah. But man, I'd love to see that. It'd be fun. Hey, hey, um, who the fuck owns that now? Hey, Robert Rodriguez, you probably still have ties. With <laughs> Give us the tapes, motherfucker. Yes, we need just, them. Just, just put them on YouTube or put them on Twitch. Do something. Just have it on constant loop so we can just somehow get it again, please. I don't think you can put that on Twitch. There's probably a lot, a lot of violations there. But yeah, <laughs> let let's. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I think that'll this will probably 
hand do us for this this inaugural well we gotta give it a couple more minutes because we had that little little yeah. break in the middle um how's how how's the the florida florida man treating you i guess we could do this as a recurring segment how's florida man <sighs> well <laughs> jesus right now we're in a mess right now it's just a whole mess and everything um between hey, at least you're not in los angeles with a fucking blizzard is it really snowing out there? I mean, I'm so I'm so unplugged yeah. from from news right now. Um, but Florida wise, <laughs> uh, if we want to go into the news a little bit, like actual news shit, the Santa's is doing his bullshit, trying to make our colleges worse. Um, more related to me right now is that somehow recreational weed is on the ballot this for 2024, I believe, but in the worst way possible. Oh, god damn it! Basically, it's just being it's. The bill kind of reads that it's just if you already are like a seller in the state, you're good to go. So if you're one of the big distributors, but it doesn't it makes it very difficult for like small businesses to open up dispensaries and it also bans home grow. It doesn't allow for home grow, which is like, well, that's kind of like that's one of the big talking points of all the other states. Like uh, I know in Massachusetts, you can go buy whatever you want to. You're going to get taxed to hell, which is fine. I don't give a shit. But you can also have like five plants. Yeah. yeah. So it's like people, and so people are mad. People are mad because there's no home grow. And then the main company that is like throwing money at this is the worst medical dispensary in the state. Um, you, of course. You hear, you hear complaints consistently of the product coming like moldy with some bugs and like the flower product, the. Yeah. the wax product and like the concentrate not being as pure as it should be, but just the quality control not being there. And they're the ones who are throwing the most money at the bill. So it is a very, the, the people who want like the recreational weed to come to the state are not thrilled with the way with this, with this like current bill that's being, being pushed because it's not going to benefit a lot of people in, in the long run. It's going to make the state, it's going to make it much different. It's going to make it for a bad quality state in terms of like, recreational weed in my opinion oh i mean that that kind of i hate to say it but that just that does follow the path of florida yep Yep. (laughs) um that that is pretty annoying though uh but upside is i won't have to travel as far it's true um (laughs) so you know there's 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 good good and bad here but you know it's that's gonna that's weird man that's just weird Um, but yeah, I actually, I have a friend that's in, in Los Angeles right now. It's been raining for a solid week. Um, and they are under blizzard warnings right now. That is absurd. And, but global warming's fake. Bro, it's snowing. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's It's getting colder, yeah. not warmer. <laughs> yeah, of course. Nothing bad is happening. <laughs> uh, let's see. You got, you got any football news for us? Um, that's probably nothing happening right now. Have you watched any of the XFL? Not yet. I might. I might. I haven't yet. I just haven't had the time, and I keep forgetting it's on. <laughs> but same, same. I might give it a go. Maybe so we can. Ha- maybe just to see what it's about and see if like, it's any decent. I mean, I like the rules changed a little bit, like how they handle um, instead of onside kicks, you can do a fourth and fifteen, and if you succeed on that, you can just keep going, which is kind of cool. Uh, That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's like, hey NFL. <laughs> Here you go. There's pretty much like no kickers in this league because like you don't kick extra field goal, like extra points. Oh. there. like it's instead of like for extra points, I think you have to like you can pick like from where you start and you can and then you can either get one, two or three points for the extra point as opposed to like just kicking a field goal or going for two. Um, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> JD wants his kicker only league. Yeah. And it's not soccer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I might give it a go. I mean, there's just too much. There's just so much stuff to watch and not enough time. I, I feel you, man. I, I, I do. I appreciate that they are doing it correctly this time and not trying to counter program the NFL. Yeah. So that that's good. Uh, I know that the degenerates in our discord are like, hey, we're going to do fantasy for the XFL and that other league that's starting. And I'm just like, what? I don't even know what these are. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um. So that's that's some good shit. Uh, hockey season's going well. Uh, fuck Tampa Bay. Yeah, how, um, how, how are your Devils doing? Uh, Devils put a fucking beating on the Flyers last night, seven to nothing. Uh, that was that was a good game. I enjoyed that one. They are second in their division. They are three points off of 
the Carolina Hurricanes for first in the division. Um, I think they're almost secured a playoff spot, which will be the first time in many, many years. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Boston Bruins are out here just kicking ass and taking names like to the point that they could almost, I think it was, they could lose every game the rest of the season and no team could still couldn't catch up to how many points they have earned uh, standings wise. Yeah. So, you know, they're, yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah, no, it's about time for me to become a Lightning fan again. March is rolling around, so that's when I become a Lightning fan again. Because <laughs> I don't watch Yeah, okay, hockey. buddy. When are you gonna, when, when's that Tampa Bay uh, football jersey coming? <sighs> Never. Because <laughs> I'm still a Jack. <laughs> I'm a Jack fan for football, bro. Duval. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you and Grandpa, man. You and Grandpa. Come, I mean, they're still better than the fucking Falcons, so I can't really say come much. Come join us. Leave the Falcons alone. You know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I, I was never a Falcons fan. Uh, I love the Tennessee Titans because I love their logo. And I also I had a Jaguars hat because I also love their logo because that's how I picked football teams when I was 10. As you should. I mean, I don't think you have to pick football teams just based on where you live <laughs> or like any sports team based on where you live. I mean, it's kind of nice, but like you don't have to. Oh, yeah, because then you have if you do, then you end up in the weird situation like I have where, oh, we don't have a hockey team anymore. They went back to Winnipeg. So then you're just stranded forever because no one's going to give Atlanta a third hockey team. No, never. So. I guess we can close it out with we can talk about our favorite podcast besides seeing the elite, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a little last podcast. A little last podcast. Have you listened to the the David Miscavige episode? I, yeah, I listened to the. Um, it's just it's just the first one, right? The second one came out okay, yesterday. I haven't listened to the second one yet. I forget they come out on Saturdays. I thought I, I think they come out on Sundays. That's that's fine. <laughs> they there was a there's a very good tangent in the second one about like twenty minutes in where they. I don't even remember, but they just got went off the deep end and they started talking about somebody. It's a lot of fun. If For anybody that doesn't know, David Miscavige is the guy who replaced L. Ron Hubbard in Scientology and actually is the, the guy who made Scientology kind of what it is today because he's the one who got them tax-exempt status. So they're, they're doing a deep dive on that. It's pretty interesting. Um, the man is a force of nature. Yeah, and short from what they keep selling me. And from a young age, a force of nature, not just from like a, just as an adult, but as a uneducated young child. <laughs> yeah. I think he is on record as like the youngest in their organization as the youngest auditor in their history at like 14. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Um, so they did highlight one thing that I was very interested in. Okay, so he's married to this lady, Shelly um, Shelly Miscavige. Did you know she hasn't been seen since two thousand and seven? Yes, but did you? Okay, so that so I was gonna bring that up. So I started listening to the episodes um, that the Last Pod Network did about her missing because oh, yes, I'll, I gotta find yes. Those. I'll, I'll send you the link for that later. But um, it was the ladies who were doing it, and I listened to the first episode of that. And she allegedly has spoken to cops before and has said that she's fine. But here's the thing. She has like alleged, she allegedly has like no education. She at most maybe has like a sixth grade education or whatever and has really only known that life because she grew up in the Scientology world too. So it's like, Oh, that's terrifying. Exactly. So what like the hosts are to talk about, they're like, we're not sure. Like, if she even knows what the outside world is like and how you handle this, because like she's brainwashed, but also like she's over here telling us these things, but also she's being held captive. So how do we handle this with a grown person? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I hate to say it, but like the really the closest tie that I can say to Scientology has been the, the Nexium stuff yeah. because chief intern and I, we watched a lot of that documentary fascinating shit terrifying as hell but fascinating 
and the more I hear about Scientology is like, okay, this is where Nexium got a lot of their ideas. Yeah. And man, it's, I didn't realize that the the base of operations was in Clearwater, Florida. That makes me laugh. Yeah, it is. It is right there. Um, my uncle's mom has actually been harassed by some of their members before for like money and to join the church and everything because she she lived in Clearwater. That doesn't no. surprise me. I hate to hear it, but that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. And um, have you watched Going Clear on HBO? I have not. That's the one. Is that? No, that is a two-hour documentary just about – it's based on a book called Going Clear, and it is very enlightening on the the stuff that happens in Scientology. And it's about like six or seven years old at this point now, but it's worth a watch. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. We can can tap into that next next episode. That's a – man, these cults, man. We got to start our own. (laughs) I mean, we do have a league already. It's kind of – we're kind of halfway there. We kind of are, and the more we we do more in in our league, the more cult like it becomes. That's fine. It's fine. Everybody has to eat that chip, right? <laughs> Everyone is well now. Everybody can because you know it's, it's since your dad's no longer here. <laughs> yeah, you know that's 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 been the funniest thing is like it's, you know last year we we were we really made it up as we went for our, our punishment of the fantasy league, and uh, you know I did it. It's fine. Uh, it sucked, but it was fine. This year, we actually, you know, we put effort into it of, okay, let's think about this. Let's do be, you know, a little kind to each other. You know, you don't have to do the chip. Here's some alternatives. And no one took the, the bait that I had of just go online, find some good erotic fan fiction of Jim Ross <laughs> and read it on a video and we'll, we'll critique it. Easy as shit. Nobody going for it. Everybody's like, no, I'm just going to do the chip. I'm like, all right, you psychopaths. He commits to the bit. It's, 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 the, can, it's the comedic yeah. value. I appreciate it. I do, too. I, I really do. I can tell you flat, if I lose next year, I'm not doing that chip again. Fuck that. Um, that, that, was, that was horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess we should, we should probably wrap this yeah. one up. Um, it's been fun. I enjoyed Join chatting with chatting with you. Same here, buddy. It's been a while. We're de- we're definitely going to do this again. Uh, I don't know how regularly we'll do this one, but this is going to be, you know, a fun little series that we add into the STE family. Um, and I know you you're probably going to record some episodes with Bryce at times. So you know this, like we've said on the main show, this is really just us having fun and doing all kinds of just fun shit we're throwing shit at the wall we want to get more people involved it's not just just bryce and i um i think i w- i really hope towards the the beginning of football season that we can get a couple of us on for before the draft to just have a probably just like 30 minutes of just shit talking and you know having fun um we definitely could record our our, our draft episode our draft this year um that'll be a lot of fun but yeah it's this will be a fun little series. We'll, we're going to do this every once in a while. Uh, and I hope you, everybody likes it. Um, so let us know. Give us some feedback on it. Other than you guys are all, all over the place. We know. It's okay. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll end this one with a, a good mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> See y'all.